Welcome to that big HVAC show. I'm your big HVAC host, Dwayne Anderson. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, do you have a strong and active social media presence? Do you love coffee? Do you love free coffee? Would you like to get samples of new flavors and blends of coffee? Then you need to go to this website, ohanacoffeeco.com backslash brand dash influencer. That's Ohana, O-H-A-N-A, coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E, co, C-O, dot com, backslash, brand, dash, influencer. Become a brand influencer for Ohana Estate Coffee. Ohana means family. Become a member of the family. Welcome to the Ohana. In March of 2020, our lives changed forever with this global pandemic. We became more self-conscious of the steps we needed to do to take care of our own health and safety. Washing our hands, not touching our face, maintaining social distancing, wearing a mask, etc., etc. And the same is true of our buildings. There have been steps that we've taken to ensure that we have proper indoor air quality in our facilities. And we've touched on some of those in past episodes. But today we're going to focus in on one particular product that can help in the battle of maintaining good, clean air. My guest today has 20 plus years in the HVAC industry. The roles that she's had, Honeywell Manufacturers Rep, HVAC our Wholesale Rep, RP's Inventory Manager, and a sales rep for Sanuvox. For the last four and a half years, she has been the Vice President of Sales for Western Canada for Sanuvox Technologies. A random fact, she loves gardening. She's instructed seed starting classes and has an acre of veggies on her farm near St. Paul, Alberta. She's even received an award of merit from the Calgary Horticultural Society. Joanne Ogilvie, welcome to that big HVAC show. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. And, and this last weekend was just gorgeous to do some uh, harvesting and such in the garden. So uh, lots of fun. Thanks. Great. Glad you could be here. Um, obviously, Sanuvox San uh, deals with UV lighting. And then, you know, there's been so much talk over the last uh, 18, 20 months uh, with indoor air quality. So I thought we'd um, bring in the expert and talk specifically about UV. So what is UV and how is it used to improve indoor air quality? Well, UV uh, is, uh, there's four different spectrums of UV. And it is what the sun does naturally to uh, sanitize the Earth's surface. We have UV A and B, which is here naturally in Earth's surface, and this keeps uh, um, contaminants and stuff under control. And then we also have two other spectrums that are in the atmosphere. Now they are of different degrees of intensity. So UV 
A, which is the, the least intense, uh, is sort of when you get a suntan. And UVB, which is a quite a bit stronger, is when you get a sunburn. And so UVC is what we utilize for a germicidal treatment in our uh, HVAC systems. That is uh, in, the, in the atmosphere naturally, it's much more intense. And so we utilize it actually at this very specific nanometer range of 254 nanometers. And what that does is it breaks the RNA of pathogen viruses, RNA on viruses, and the DNA on bacterias and spores. And so it basically renders them unable to reproduce. Okay. UVV is another fourth spectrum and that is actually a molecule change. That's in the 180 some nanometer range. And what that does is it separates the hydrogen oxygen molecules and they become hydroxyl radicals. And that's where uh, we can acquire an odor removal functionality from the UV spectrum. These are very natural. They do not create any residues. Uh, and in actual fact, Sandybox is uh, certified as green, clean green certification uh, to do with the growing facilities of a, a treatment on air quality against powdery mildew spores without creating any residues or VOCs. When you install these systems and in, in facilities, how do you actually know that this germicidal treatment is working? Well, in, in some cases, it, it's very hard to know uh, if you're destroying a pathogen, a virus, because it's so darn tiny, you don't see it, it's microscopic. And even spores, you don't see it, it's, it's microscopic. Uh, we do have available dose meters, which we can, it will take a reading, a change color, almost like a litmus paper in a sense, uh, as to the amount of dosage and, and kind of a, a, a range of what you, you, of dosage, what it killed, uh, what it destroyed. So there's that way of doing it. The other, the other thing that you could also do is, is have a uh, a device that would me measure uh, pathogens and stuff in the air. Uh, the, the one thing that is really important is we have uh, a third party lab test that actually recently just has been completed and it revolved around SARS-CoV-2. And it was, uh, it actually, uh, their data shows that we destroyed 99.94% of the SARS-CoV-2 is a very controlled uh, lab uh, test. And that came out very, very well. And it shows that we've destroyed the virus. SARS-CoV-2 is the virus that causes COVID-19. Uh, UV doesn't care what variant it is it will destroy it. And it's actually easier to destroy that virus than it is for influenza A, which H1N1 is a subtype of. Uh, the H1N1 is a bit smaller virus size-wise and, and such, and, and all these different pathogens and such, they have different um, exteriors. So it depends on how, how, how much intensity needs to get through that exterior to, to get in to destroy the, the RNA or DNA of. So there is a way of making sure that it's working and it does work to that fine of a level. Now on a visual side, and, and I'll just use an example of my own home. Uh, I, I've had a UV, uh, Sandybox UV system in my home for over eight years. And 
I have a, an older original wood door that in the winter months, when it gets about minus 30, condensation would build on that door. And I would get mold forming on the bottom of the door. Now, mold doesn't just reproduce on the spot. They're in the, in the, it's in the air naturally. And so when you get that, that high moisture level, the condensation on, on the door, the spores would land. It was perfect conditions, cool and, and, and damp. And they would uh, go into sporulation mode and then you can see the mold. Now, since I've put the sandy box unit in my house, I have never had mold in that door ever again. It destroys the spores in the air and therefore they cannot land and reproduce. It's just that simple. Okay, so UV lighting or UV technology then is just not just about, I mean, we hear all about COVID-19, but it's much more than that. It takes care of airborne spores and Absolutely. Uh, anybody that has any respiratory issues uh, or even uh, asthma, well, which is a respiratory issue, but even aller people that are allergic to a lot of different uh, things that are spread in, in, in the air, this is very helpful for any of these types of conditions. It, it, it truly makes up uh, uh, makes life easier uh, indoors. We we make uh, we build our buildings very tight. What we do is we end up trapping all these contaminants indoors, and this is what we're breathing in, and this is where they thrive and they multiply. So if we bring a little of the sunshine inside, treat the air, we destroy all these these contaminants, and we are breathing much cleaner air. At the start of the pandemic, looking people were looking for options. And um, uh, UV was one, another one was uh, uh, ionization. What is ionization? They have a mechanism that will electrically charge the ions. The idea is that these ions will swell and clump together and therefore a filter will capture it very easily because it becomes a much bigger, um, bigger thing so right. you catch it in the filter now the what ha the, the the electrical charge that that electrical charge depletes fairly quickly i, I think i read on some uh, a while back it's like 60 seconds and when when it depletes just like if you rub the balloon on your head and hung it in the wall electric, electrical charge depletes what happens the balloon falls down so what happens with these electric electrically charged ions well, they'll just go back to their normal state. And so essentially you are going to be continuing to recirculate any of these nasty pathogens and such in the air because it didn't destroy it. It just recirculates it. Now, when we talk about, and a lot of us have been introduced to new terminology and stuff, droplets and, and such with the, with the, um, the different airborne pathogens and such. Well, these droplets, when when ionization, when they when they hit the those droplets, the it, the ionized ion is what dies or 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 disappears. It's not the droplet, so it really does not bring any value to putting it in an indoor air quality system because it uh, it, it it really doesn't do anything to the to the pathogen. Right, and if it's like you said, if it's not lasting, um, yeah. it's only good for sixty seconds, or you know, it's not yeah. uh, a permanent yeah. solution. If you were standing right there and just continually move that, remove the filter and put a new filter, and I guess you could possibly capture, but in reality, that filter is going to capture uh, 
if you have a HEPA filter, it'll capture uh, 0.3 micron. And now you've got a situation with live virus in your filter. So now you got to think about, you know, the person that needs to go and change that filter, are they dressed properly and equipped properly to not be exposed to live virus? Right. Good. Yeah. I, I'm glad uh, you've explained that clearly there. You know this, uh, there, there are two full chapters on, on UV in ASHRAE, in the handbook of ASHRAE. There is nothing in there about ionization. It's not a proven safe technology. Now, I, I, I've seen some, some different literature and things like that where uh, they, they reference an ASHRAE standard, but that ASHRAE standard is, is about ventilation and nothing to do with destroying uh, contaminants or pathogens. And so it, yeah, it's unfortunately come out in a strong marketing and, and, uh, and there, are, there are some consequences now for them, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. So now being aware of that, you know, uh, you know, let's say a year into the pandemic and it's become known. Um, so the question is how, how does Sanubox and um, their products differ from other indoor air quality products or other indoor air quality UV products? Well, there are some significant differences. Uh, Sanubox has been around for over 26 years and we have uh, worked very closely with third-party labs, et cetera, to get exact dosages of what it takes for, for a dosage to destroy very specific contaminants. So we have all this data at our fingertips. Uh, the, the other thing is that's really important is we have T6 lamps that are made of quartz. The T6 is a much larger diameter than T5. And also we use quartz, which is porous, and uh, for the emission of the UV. The interior of the lamp is also coated to, with an anti-solar uh, coating so it doesn't fog up the lamp uh, and block the UV. So there's quite a bit of different things that we use with our technology than uh, a lot of the other manufacturers who use a soft glass, uh, who use a T5 lamp. Uh, the lamp life is extended longer on, on the Sandy Box lamps as in residential three-year lamp life on commercial two-year lamp life. And you'll see a lot of other products out there in the market that are only a one-year life and you need to replace that lamp uh, every single year. Now, the other thing that's really important that's a difference is our um, place of installment in, in an induct system. When we are doing a disinfection of air system, we position our lamps parallel with airflow so that we get a long dwell time, a long exposure to, to the contaminants. Most of the other manufacturers will position their T5 lamp in perpendicular with the airflow. And, and so if you can visualize this, the, the airflow uh, around that, that, that perpendicular one, they may get a, a little bit of bacteria and stuff, but they probably won't be getting any of the viruses and spores. The, the contaminants are moving way too fast across that lamp. So we, we do have a, a proprietary sizing software that we, uh, we input a bunch of different uh, site conditions so that we know exactly what we're killing, what we're destroying, how long it's gonna take, and that we're getting a good kill on X number of passes. Uh, whenever I'm sizing, 
any of the projects that um, they want the SARS-CoV-2 destroyed, I, I will I will do a 99.9% kill rate within that first pass because we don't want to recirculate that. Right, and it just make that makes sense if it's running a longer length, like like the bio wall, which we'll yes. get into in a minute. But it's running the length of the ductwork, not like you said. <laughs> if it's just crap passing it like yeah. running uh, perpendicularly, then it's just gonna that brief moment where if it runs parallel, then it's got the whole yeah the whole so, airflow as it passes so, by. Yeah. So for example, it's it's all about time and intensity. Now, when we're talking about induct. That's different because the air is moving by fast. And so you have a 2000 CFM, depending on your duct dimensions, you know, your velocity could be up to, uh, you know, anywhere from 500 to 1000. Uh, those contaminants are really flying by fast. And so if you have your lamp in parallel with the appropriate dosage to break the RNA DNA, we get a good kill. If you have it in perpendicular, you're not gonna have the opportunity to, to catch all those little guys going by so fast. Right. The, the other thing that's important is, is the reflective quality um, or characteristic of the ducting itself. So aluminum is highly reflective. There's a chart in the ASHRAE handbook. Aluminum is highly reflective, 85% reflective, and it enhances that germicidal treatment because that UV spectrum will bounce off the, the ducting. The, uh, the, most of them are galvanized, so we're looking around 25% reflective. Uh, if it's acoustically lined, if this ducting is acoustically lined, it's zero reflection. So you're going to need a, a larger unit of, of dosage, as in our bio wall, which is a torpedo of five lamps. You may need to have a 60 inch, or you may need to have two of them to accomplish the same thing as one in a aluminum duct, you know, it's all very dependent on the velocity. So that's, that's how we, we, we run these calculations. Right. That's going to be my next question too, was the ductwork because as we've gone through the process, some of the things like we worked on, uh, yeah, the ductwork, the more reflective, the better it is. Now, um, obviously you talked about the, the home, um, having uh, this technology in your home and obviously, uh, <laughs> we have these opportunities in the commercial product line as well. So we've been talking about the bio wall a little bit, um, how airflow runs um, parallel to it. Yep. How long can the bio wall go? So uh, it's all very dependent on the velocity and also um, uh, how many air changes per hour we have in, in the facility and what the application is, what we're, we're sizing for. So if we're talking about a growing facility where they are wanting to destroy all of the powdery mildew spores that affect their plants and make them unsellable, uh, then this comes into factors, you know, what is the reproduction rate of that particular uh, powdery mildew spore, which happens to be about an hour, and how fast, uh, how many air passes in the lamp, how many times the air passes the lamp to do all the air in the room? And, and so this is, this is all information I would input to, to come out with a size. And so what my goal would be is to be, have a kill rate of 99.9% .9 within one hour due to the reproduction rate. So as I mentioned before, when we're dealing with something like say an office or, or a, a people building where we're, we're actually sizing it for influenza A or SARS, 
COV2. Uh, I want to destroy the SARS-CoV-2 on the first pass. I want to get 99.9% because .9 I do not want to recirculate it. There's uh, There's been information that's been out there of, of the the life of, of that virus before it, it gets into a host. And it's very long. It's like up to 17 hours, I think is what I read, uh, as uh, that it can remain in the air and infect people. So, you know, it is a nasty one for sure. There's other products you have as well. The other one that we, I've quoted in the past is the Quattro. Can you explain what the Quattro is? Sure. So the Quattro unit uh, is is also a little torpedo. It's our light commercial unit. It can be used for larger homes. Uh, it's a perfectly sized unit for, say, a dental office where they're dealing with a lot of aerosols and, and such anyways. Uh, and so we're looking at like a five ton or less. Uh, of, uh, of cooling uh, system, like 2000 CFM. Um, now, again, it's dependent on that, on that contaminant. Some, some contaminants take a larger dosage, so we may have to move into the biowall, but essentially it is a, a smaller version of the biowall. There's uh, often a lot of larger homes that uh, they may have uh, a, you know, beyond 4,000 square feet of heated space. It, it, they might have a 5,000 uh, square foot home and stuff. And then that's where we would go with more of the, the quattro unit. So we can consider that a, a, a larger residential and or a smaller commercial unit. So these are all in duct systems. The, there are also air treatment, air disinfection treatment systems that we offer in a standalone. Uh, we also have the P900 which we've had for many years. Uh, the P900 has a nine speed motor in it and it will, uh, it also comes with a floor stand. So you can actually have it stand on a floor or you can put it on a, on a shelf table, uh, whatever, or you can hang it on the wall. Just mount it on the wall like a picture. Correct. And, and this, the P900, just an FYI, the TB clinic here in Calgary, uh, which I visited uh, a few years ago to, to see the P900s in their facility, they have it in every single room. They have it in the assessment room, in the waiting room, in the, in the staff offices, et cetera. So you don't want to go to a TB clinic without TB and leave with it. And they've been using it for years, for years and years, uh, the P900. So the P900, would it, is there a square footage that it would be best suited for? Or? Well, it's uh, it's kind of sized rated for about 900 square feet. That's based yeah. on eight foot ceiling, um, kind of a red, like if you live in an apartment or a sm small condo, perfect, perfect size for it. So with these products, the BioWall, the Quattro, the, the, the P900, um, with maintenance, is it just bulbs, just changing up the bulbs and how often do you do that? Yeah, so with uh, residential in-depth systems, our Max, SR Max, P900, if you run them 24-7, uh, uh, their lamp life is three years, and it is just changing the lamp on them. Now, this doesn't mean that the lamps just stop working uh, just magically. They will continue to ignite, but what, hap what happens is that they will not be emitting enough of a dosage to continually do the same job it was uh, at the beginning. Uh, one, one note though, uh, when we're sizing our equipment, uh, we are sizing in, at the end of life. And so we are ensuring that you are going to get your full dosage you require at the end of two years, not at the beginning. 
And so beginning is much stronger, but at the end of two years, we're still destroying what we say we're, we're destroying. What site de data do you need to size something like this for a commercial application? Well, for commercial applications, we have a proprietary sizing software. And so if we're doing an induct system, I, I would need to input uh, the CFM, the normal operating CFM, not a min-max, but a normal operating. I would need to know the duct material so I can apply a reflective coefficient to it. And I'll input uh, the information along with the contaminant. The contaminant is very important. I need to know what, are we doing a, a, a cannabis grow facility? Are we doing an office? Are we doing a garbage room? Like these are all very important applications that take very different types of equipment. So I guess one last question, is the Sanuvox systems effective during this pandemic? Absolutely. Third-party reviews are very important. And such, we, we do have on our website on sanubox.com, we have uh, information from Landsat, uh, from McGill University. Uh, EPA did a study uh, over a decade ago. Uh, this, these are very, these validate the, the, the technology and, and to show that it, to everybody that it works. And, and, and this is, this is this pandemic specifically has really been an eye-opener to our air quality indoors. More and more facilities and, and contractors and technicians and such are, are becoming more educated and, and they're able to provide a solution to these issues. Right. And, and I, I would absolutely, the, the HVAC industry, you need to go to this, this, this handbook and, and read about it because there are some things out in the market that simply won't work. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and during this pandemic too, we've learned so much about indoor air quality, what we thought we knew in March of 2020, yeah. you know, we've had to kind of re-educate ourselves, you know, you know, a year and a half later. I, I would say one of the best things that any home or any office building or any facility can do is combine the UV treatment with filtration. Yeah. You want to capture particles, but you also want to destroy. You, you don't want to you don't want to excite or 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 you don't want to apply a dosage that's small enough to agitate the contaminant for it to go into a reproduction mode. You want to destroy it so that it will not be able to reproduce. Yeah. Well, Joanne, I want to thank you for joining me here today on that big HVAC show. Really appreciate all the information you've provided. And hopefully we've uh, enlightened some people on what uh, ultraviolet light and, and Sanubox can do. So, and again, where can they find you? Well, uh, we have sanubox.com uh, is our website. And, uh, and my phone number, it's 403-804-0546. The, uh, the, the phone number that is on the website to contact me directly is 587 885-0826. Well, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And I enjoyed uh, speaking to you about it too. <laughs> Thank you. If you have any questions about this topic, please send an email to thatbighvacshow at gmail.com. You can connect with the show on social media too. Search at That Big HVAC Show on Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Thank you. 
for choosing to spend your time with me. Please keep in mind that this is your podcast. If there's anything in that big HVAC world that you want to learn more about, please let me know. I look forward to your input. Until next month, dream big, work smart, and be safe. Oh, and one more thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, since you're the gardener extraordinaire, what plant do you grow every year? Oh, I have to say, there's some flowers and stuff, but it's tomatoes. You Ooh. cannot buy a tomato, even in a farmer's market, that tastes anything like a homegrown tomato. And I, I just... I just love the, 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 that fresh tomato. You pick, slice, and make yourself a tomato bacon sandwich. Or, oh, it just it tastes so good, the homegrown tomatoes. Mm. And easy. They're so easy to start from seed. <laughs> <laughs> tomato bacon sandwich. Well, I think it's lunchtime. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> Thanks again, Joanne. Thank you.